0: then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you.
1: What sort of really got me into it was I saw these permitted development rights and the vendors, well, they didn't get that. Critically, the agents didn't understand that either because they weren't alive to it all. They hadn't got loads of people driving up from London sort of going, oh, I can turn this into X, Y, and Z, and then the agents pricing it on that basis.
0: Hi, welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor podcast. I'm here with Mark Homer, and we're going to discuss a really interesting project, Mark. You've... This is one that's been on social media, you guys have talked about it a lot, but I really want to get behind the more commercial element of this. So perhaps the thing to do is just set some context around what mm-hmm. this project is, and then I want to drill into a little bit more detail about it. So maybe you could just give us an idea of, this is the Marges & piece Peter Burr. and just the scale of this project for some people would be yeah. very scary. Yeah. And I want to just make sure that we, we cover the basis of that, but also set a bit of context to the background. Yeah. So maybe you could just tell us to start with yeah. about the project and the yeah. sort of what you ended up with on that.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh, it was an 80,000 square foot department store, Marks & Spencer's, right uh, in the middle of Peterborough on the High Street. Uh, Marks & Spencer's moved out oh, maybe 2015, something yeah. like that. Um, and it was a private equity owner. I think they were in New York, um, and you know they they probably had it sitting there for two years trying to let it. Uh, and I kept looking at it, kept yep. sort of chipping away, kept tabs, and kept chipping away with the agent. What I really wanted was the uppers initially, um, but you know very difficult to you really need to buy the whole building to make anything work. Um, so. Yeah, kept chipping away. Um, and then I, I think it would have been probably about 2016, uh, managed to get it under offer. Uh, around the same time, the previous owner or straight the agent had got a supermarket interested. I think they, they were about to sign an agreement to lease. Hence why all of a sudden Urges. they were in, Yeah, they were interested in doing a deal that I'd been sort of I've been chipping away and they were like, yeah, this is it. Um, this supermarket's gonna let it at 285 grand a year. It's gonna be a 10 year lease. Uh, the vendor wants 4.5 for the building. They won't take any less. That It's not gonna be properly advertised. Um, you know, you, you've got to complete in six weeks. It was a bit like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there, w- there was a bit of a rent free period as well. So." Um, Obviously, they're not that often. I think I got it for 4.2. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what did you end up with? So, 80,000 foot total, but um, the ground floor was about 35,000 square foot. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So, it's it's really
0: like, forgive me, but it was a large rectangular ground floor. And then the uppers, there was more of a, to get light into that building, there was yeah. more of a U shape, wasn't it on the top?
1: Yeah. Well, it, I mean, the the, the existing building. Um, so there's there's a big rectangle, yeah, a big rectangle like that, and then an extension on the side. So it's an L shape. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thirty-five thousand foot, roughly on each level. Two levels, really, with with a bit of a third floor. Okay, yes. Yeah,
0: because you added.
1: Well, they, I, yes, they, they had a little bit of a third floor, their yeah. staff canteen and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, but I, I, I ripped all that out, pulled it away, yeah, yeah and all started right. again. Okay, yeah.
0: so yeah. How, how many
1: units did you end up with? A uh, hundred, ninety-nine. Ninety-nine yeah, units. Above,
0: yeah. 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 Perfect, right, okay. <laughs> We're going to come back to the numbers yeah. and some of the negotiating around yeah. that. But just to give those that don't know you yeah. Um, a little bit more context to what led you to that project. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that wasn't yeah. your first one, Mark,
1: right? No, so um, we touched earlier on the previous recession. Um, you know, I, I bought a an old, um, it was originally a police station, and, and, and when I bought it, it was an, an accountant's office. Now, that sold to its previous owners in 2006. I think it was about 1.2, 1.3 million. Um, and, it, it, it was sort of it, it sold because the previous owner. Um, I've spoken to a few sort of local people. He he had an accountancy firm there, and when he sold his business, he he leased um, the building. I think it was back to himself for yeah.
0: uh, and then trying to think.
1: Yeah, as part of the deal. he he did, and he, he sold it as part of the deal. And of course, yeah, maybe it wasn't that long the lease. Maybe it was five years, something like that. Then, of course, what happened was this big company came and bought his accountancy practice and they moved out. Um, so, And then the lease came to an end and you've got a big office in the middle of um, a residential area. I think it was 13,000 square foot across two floors um, and it just sat there on the market. And it probably, it wouldn't surprise me if it came on in 2009 or 10 and then, I bought it just as they were introducing the permitted development rights, and I can't remember exactly when that was, but it might have been two thousand eleven or twelve. So it took a while to incubate, um, and I got it for three forty, I think it was, yeah. and they paid one point two or one point three for it. In, um, That's what we were talking about earlier on. It's yeah, that,
0: that lag. Sometimes it yeah. just takes a while for these things to work, percolate through. Yeah. Commercial is very frustrating because it can take.
1: Can yeah. A but, long time, can it? But you know, because it's opaque. Game. Yeah, because it's <laughs> opaque and they don't understand what's going on, they're miles away, you know, these investors and I, I just kept they were in Manchester. Yeah. I just kept sort of chipping away with the agent. And um eventually he's like, Yeah, they're gonna have to do a deal. I'll tell them, you know, and and and, and they got it gone. What sort of really got me into it was I saw these permitted development rights and I realised I hadn't got to get planning consent. Yeah. And the vendors, they didn't really well, they didn't get that and the Critically, the agents didn't understand that either because they weren't alive to it all. They had not got loads of people driving up from London, sort of going, "Oh, I can turn this into X, Y, and Z," and then the agents pricing it on that basis. Um, so, yeah, it took a while. Um, I suppose I was I was a little bit cautious at the time, and I I sort of made it subject to um, a couple of things. Um, in the end, I just sort of bought it spec. It, it was. Quite simple, um, but um, it, it, that probably took six months to complete. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
0: then that got developed into how many units?
1: Twenty-three. 23. I put twenty-three in there. Um, yeah, and I sold all of them oh, um, okay. to. I, I we, we used to have an investment product here, mm-hmm. and um, we used to buy sort of terraced houses, refurbish them, remortgage them, um, and I had a few clients that I still needed to. I needed to fill their portfolios and deliver on what we'd promised. Um, so for me, that was two birds with one stone. Although I, I can I can fulfil all these clients and you know finish all their contracts because yeah. this was something we'd we'd set up in oh five oh six pre recession and that that was a product we'd had to sort of wind down because it was so difficult to keep running it. Yeah. The finance had changed, the whole world had changed. Um, so I yeah I sold them to them uh, and I sold the freehold as well. You yeah. got it on freehold, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: And after that there was another one, before Martha yeah. was expensive, wasn't there?
1: Yeah. So the next one was a pub. Yeah. Uh, and I s- I converted that into eighteen rooms, um, and I've kept that. That's co living. So um, three flat, eighteen rooms across three flats. Uh, I think I paid two fifty for that, and the conversion was two fifty, and then I got it valued. I think at the time about seven or eight hundred. I've just had it valued for one point two, I think. Um, yeah, and that I think that let for about ninety grand. Um, so that was nice. Then I did um, uh, what did I do? I did a private members club. Um, that was uh, forty seven rooms. That oh no, it wasn't thirty seven rooms that we put in there. Um, and then after that, I bought. I did another pub. Um, that was 16 rooms. Um, and then I did some squash courts on the side of the private members club. That was 18 rooms. Um, then I did Marks and Spencer's, yeah. So
0: these are, most of these are HMOs then?
1: They have been. A lot of them have been co-living stroke HMOs, yeah. And yeah. just,
0: a, I'm gonna go on this for a slight handle. Yeah. Co-living,
1: yeah. the first ones
0: you did, yeah. how different is the offer nowadays?
1: Um, Has it become more sophisticated? Well, it's probably I, I, in terms of those buildings. It's 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 yeah. It's maybe a little bit better. I mean, I I I, I always make sure the rooms are ten meters squared and always have an ensuite. So all those buildings are all on The I've definitely upped the spec on the flooring. The uh, you know my wife does the interior design. They look really nice in these these units um you know they've um they they they've got you know sort of nice beds and um you know all 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 the colors work you know yeah. and um so yeah it, these are not really HMOs that you would imagine yeah. they're, they're 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 much it is nicer it's a different it's a different yeah. offer isn't it yeah i mean example in our town at, a little room now would probably be 450 on a council estate most, almost all of these are in the town centre, and on the best rooms now we're getting seven hundred. Yeah. Um. So it's a big, but it includes utility bills yep. and yep. You know. And interesting,
0: things. these are all in Peterborough. Uh. The yes. You thought about, yeah. Yes. Interesting, yes. Yeah. So uh, yes. Have you ventured much further?
1: Yeah. So when we had our um, our sort of investment product, we we, we were buying a lot of single lets, yeah. refurbishing them, remortgaging and putting tenants in. Um. I think we did four, about 400, 450 of those, something like that. Um, so our buying areas were Peterborough, Wellingborough and Corby. Right. And we still um, ourselves own properties across the three. Um, and we have a lot of client properties there because we have a letting Good agency. agency yes, yeah, so we manage I don't, about 1,200 yep. units from here. Yeah, In all those areas. Uh, we're in Wisbeach, I think, and um, Northampton a bit as well. Do you,
0: have you, yeah. in terms of, a lot of questions him, In terms of the commercial projects you've done, yeah, conversions in, have you looked in other locations, or do you actually say, do you know what, I'm not getting distracted, I'm staying within yeah. my geographical boundaries.
1: I have looked in other locations, and I, I do, um, but it would take a, a lot uh, for me to do stuff. I I do stuff, you know, around this sort of yeah. area, maybe around the East Midlands, but. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, of course, you know, if I could get something really cheap or there was a real, you know, then, then that would push me to to go and do it. Um, but I know the values very well here. Um, you know, I can, the, the maintenance, once we've got it up and running, because yeah. usually we keep them, you know, t- so to manage them from our letting agency, if I can have it here, we, I, we, we've got one maintenance guy. I, I don't think he does anything else but mine and Rob's portfolio. He just yeah. rolls around all week doing that um you know the guys i think we've got 11 staff in the letting agency they're rolling around in the cars letting all these units yeah. all the time it's a lot easier if if it's local uh, and of course you know building stuff you know i've had to build some of these buildings myself not use a main contractor run it out of the office you know it's it's a lot easier to do that and have a management team here yeah. rather than all over the country yeah yeah
0: we uh, I'm totally on board with that. We, ours hmm. are all within an hmm. hour of where we live. Yeah. yeah, And if you are looking at actually managing them, you need another team if you're yeah. in Manchester or Liverpool yeah. or somewhere else. It's got to be got to be local. Hasn't you need a local. Do you think engine. though? Do you think that it, you've been lucky because you're in an area where you can concentrate, or do you think actually it's just the approach that you take?
1: No, because I I've had to change. Um, you know, our investment thesis according to. What stock we have, yeah. and have developed these, you know, buying strategies and and these, um, you know, the, the, these yeah you know, these strategies according to what our local market provides. On. Yeah, so you know, if we were in central London, I'd have probably been doing other stuff. Um, and that that's that's how it's grown up. Do you sometimes look at commercial building? Mm
0: that's yeah. maybe fresh for a redevelopment and yeah. have a cookie cutter approach yeah. i.e. i'm going to do cool living yeah or do you tend to look at it as in i could this this particular project which yeah. is maybe a problem building yeah i have three or four different strategies yeah. i'm going to look at doing or do you yeah. feel that you have more of a cookie
1: cutter approach? yeah i have gone down the cookie cutter um road a lot because um i do I'm very much one for once I've got something working really well. Why would I not just yeah. keep doing it, replicate it, and just each time make it a little bit better rather than firing off into a load of other strategies, which I've then got to learn? Because yeah. um, it takes a while to get a good strategy in the area running. And then if I can just keep finding buildings to slot in and do it over and over, I love that. With the same yeah. team. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Let's get back to my expenses. So it was good to go through yeah. that process of, right, we started to buy to let. First commercial yeah. was Flats. It wasn't. It an was apartment. Flats. Yeah. Yes. And then more on this co living yes. HMO type yeah. product. Then Mars and Spencer's, yeah. which is a big leap. Yeah. So um, you've been following it for a couple of years. Yeah. And then actually, because there's one thing following these things and then yeah. another thing when somebody says yes.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. There
0: is. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. right. I've got to yeah. find yeah. the money now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just talk me through. The process of actually it looks like the deal's happening here. Yeah. We've got to find the money. Yeah. We've got to work out a strategy of leveraging leveraging ourselves into this and reduce the liabilities, liabilities yeah. being business rates for starters. Oh, so yeah. maybe we could just top through up. Because obviously then there's the whole yeah. planning thing about yeah. right, how are going to redevelop yeah. this? Yeah. Maybe we just top through that first part.
1: Okay. So um we didn't we didn't quite have enough money to purchase it. So I went and got a bridging loan. Um, because I thought it would be quicker, um, and I wanted to get it sort of completed in the time. The reality was, a bridging loan just, as it often does, took just as long as a normal mortgage. And what I should have done was just go and get a commercial loan on it, because you know there was rent um, about to start, uh, and you know we would have been able yes, to, to raise it. it was
0: coming in, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I could have just got a commercial loan. So I got a got a bridging loan as usual. You know what it looked like and what it ended up at two different things. Um, and um, thankfully we we didn't have to sort of re-leverage right up. Um, so bought it sort of as, oh, I think, yeah, just before we exchanged, the retailer moved in. It was BM and m stores. Um, t- took them on, obviously it was a rent-free period. Um, and then as soon as we completed, I started with the, the, the planning. Now, yes, it was a big leap, but you know the, the upper floor was 35,000 foot, and my backstop was I'm just going to convert that. I'll have to put you know create some holes in it, yep. but to I'm get just light in, yep. to get the light in. But I'm just going to convert that, and you know that it will works. still work yeah. because you know I'd paid 4.2 for you know a, a building with a, a retailer and it paying two, 285 a, a good retailer that's worth yep. half a billion pounds with a 10 year lease for no breaks. So, you know, you, you could...
0: What did that value up at? Well,
1: <laughs> so... It depends
0: which agent you talk to. It, well, which surveyor you
1: talked to. <laughs> okay. so, so one came out, uh, I think initially, that the whole building, they just valued it for what we were paying for it, yep. as often happens. As they do, yeah. Um, but then, interestingly, I, I did raise, um, when, after we'd started the planning process, I raised a commercial loan, just um, on the basis of the uh, rent from the ground floor and I think they valued it at four million that 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 um just that area you know they'd she did exclude the uppers and she said I think this investment here is worth four million so you know, I was interesting
0: yield point, yeah.
1: Yeah, she that's what she seemed to think, you know, whatever. She saw what we'd bought it for and then knocked a bit off, didn't she? Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so, because <laughs> so, they don't it's it is hard, isn't it, to work out what the hell are the uppers worth? Are yes. they five a foot or what you know, is there a market for it? Yeah. The market changed. Or the that much. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um yeah, and, and what is the liability exactly. So um so I've sort of refinanced onto yeah. that. And then I put the ground floor on the market. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I got a few agents out. They they were like, uh, one of them said to me, "Oh no, you're gonna have to sell the whole freehold." And of course, I was like, uh, "Sell the freehold and then do a major development above." Hmm, yeah. uh, maybe I won't do that. <laughs> um, so, found a couple that were were, were saying a bit well, more amenable. Yeah, I think we could. I think we could get um, you know some um, purchases to to buy. A long lease, 1,000 years, 999 years. So I went down that road. Obviously, that does knock a a little bit off the value. Um, And I think they probably said 3.8 million. And in the end, I think we got 3.66 for the ground floor. Um, So the uppers had really therefore cost me, I don't know, half a million, 600, something like that. Um, So to me, even if I just converted the first floor, you know, it's happy days because I paid the right money yeah. for the first floor. Um, so carried on from there, um, applied for the planning consent, took about 18 months. So I had no idea what, well, I'd had a pre-app and they'd said to me, yes, 75, 80 units, yes, you can have this many floors. But <clears throat> that's just an officer's opinion. It's not binding. Once the consultees get involved, and it makes its way through the planning system, all any number of things can come out of the woodwork. Yeah. So um I I went straight in and said I want 125 units, um, because you, you should always ask, ask for more a bit of it. more. Absolutely. And so uh, as predicted, you know, in the, the early meetings, they took a floor off immediately. It's just pretty standard. Yes. Um and they were quite concerned about the views to the cathedral. Yeah. Um, there is a document in Peterborough which shows some key cathedral views. There was a fleeting view on a corner. If you walk round, you've got it for just the tops of it for one or two seconds. But the conservation officer said, well, you know, I want that bit yeah. pulling back. Yeah. And we kept pushing it forward and bringing it back. And that, that went on a while. Um, but in the end, um, they agreed to let us put um, um, three extra floors on one side. And the other side, I couldn't put three extra on because it was the original building and it wasn't so strong. Uh,
0: yeah, because the other one was concrete structure, wasn't
1: it? Um, it It's, it's a steel frame encased right. in concrete. Yeah, okay. the, the, the...
2: If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. The
1: concrete floors with a big steel frame, but um, the sections, the steel sections on the um, older part, are smaller, yep. um, and what we managed to do was get the building regs drawings from when it was built by Marks and Spencers um, in the fifties. Uh, it was in the library, um, and those drawings um, showed that they had actually designed it to put one floor of commercial on top. So I already knew this was in the offing. You know, we went you on the roof. You could see it on the roof. You, yeah, on the roof you could see the steels coming through, yep. um, but of course nothing's certain and. And a critical part of this, part of the jigsaw, is digging down and having a look at Confirming. the ha, yeah, having having a look at the piles and the pile caps and making sure uh, they're big enough. And and that went on probably six months. Uh, the builder I was using was quite slow, but the key with this and the, the the big challenge, and of course, it's chicken and egg. We'd got to get that retailer in there because it made it work. Yeah. But I couldn't go into their space and I couldn't dig down. So what I was left with were were, were all the sort of entrances and the areas around. And the engineer agreed that he would allow us to dig into eight piles around the building because he wanted to confirm that they were actually the same as the drawings. And the sections were the same as the drawings. I mean, we had to go above and round and about and, and actually pull sections of steel out and send them to a laboratory. And it wasn't actually the same as what had, had been drawn uh, in the building regs drawings, because as often happens during a, um, a build, you know, they, they, um, they get involved and they, they, they find ways of... Um, saving money. Yeah, saving money, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so as, as is inevitable, you, you know, you'd be mad not to. Um, but of course, engineer quite rightly, Says well, this very often happens, so I, I need to. Um, but, it's, f- but in the end, physically check that. Well, there were a few moments. I mean, there were, we, we were there was there was a scanner going down to check the size yeah. of the pile, and it showed the size of the pile. I think from memory, it was something like it was. Um, it was something like half the size that it, we expected it to be, okay. and and that went on about three days. You know, the builder rang up and he goes, "I don't think we're going to be able to put anything on top." And that went on about three days, and then eventually they realised there was a crack in it, and it, it hadn't got the, other, and yeah, so it, it was all okay. on the edge. It, it was a bit like that. Um, so during during this, obviously, we're we're going through the planning process, yes. getting all the consultees involved, um, and in the end they they agreed to let us put the three on one side and obviously only two on the other, if if the retailer hadn't been on the ground floor, I could have put an extra floor on, on that section as well. Interesting. Yeah.
0: But the retailer was critical because if they hadn't been on the scene, yeah. this deal might have never happened. No. You might have been waiting a lot longer.
1: No, because what would they have sold the building at? Yeah. You know, because the value's th-
0: all in the lease th- right
1: absolutely and and they were happy the vendor was happy because they were getting their four point five yeah. minus the year rent free um but if the retailer wasn't that that made the uppers almost free
0: yeah
1: if the retailer hadn't been there, would they have sold me the building for free um no, no. um so yeah. Of course, it would have been great to buy it at two million, put the retailer in, and, and then convert it all. It would have been even better. But you know, the, these are not widgets. They, yeah. These things are all different shapes, sizes, and you've got to find a way around it.
0: I want to just ask you <clears> a, a slightly different question because for some investors, they spend their lives looking for the perfect project, yeah. right? And that sounds like a great project. We'll yeah. go into more details of, some yeah. of the challenges, but. Yeah. How many other deals were you also looking at in the two years before that? Just to remind people that this isn't a one trick pony.
1: I would have thought I've probably looked at least 20, you know, and I've, I've probably viewed at least 10 or 15 um, in a six to 12 month period yeah. before. So there's been a whole SPAC which I've rejected, don't work, haven't even gone and viewed. Uh, and that's just the nature of yeah. this beast.
0: Yeah, it's just to remind people there is that yeah. background work you've got to do. Yeah. Okay,
1: so engineer
0: threw up a few challenges, yeah. but managed to overcome them. Yeah. What about the actual build? Because designing is one thing.
1: Yeah, so um, the, yeah, we, I, I, I would started with a, a build, the projects that I mentioned previously. You're doing it here.
2: Yeah, you're managing.
1: I, I well, the, the 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 original 23 and the you know the co-living yeah. projects that I'd done before. I'd done those pretty much with one builder, um, and you know it was fine. It, we sort of had challenges. You know, it wasn't. Um, variations would come and the way they'd be dealt with would be a big argument every month and then he'd he'd want you know sort of shake hands and sort of you know all that sort of stuff it was uh and we were doing them cheap really cheap 60 pound a foot you know back then it was great and i originally got him involved in this project and it became clear that it was just way too big and you it's horses for courses you've got to get the right yep Builder in for the right project, so he he did some of the digging for the the foundations and helped with some of the design. After that, um, we decided we need to get um, some in that have have, have have demonstrated that they've done projects of this size before. So I I started driving around, um, and I find I found a, an Irish company that were uh, or, well, they were actually English but Irish guys, and they'd. They'd done a whole series of the, around London. they have been digging out basements, they have been putting loads of floors on the top, converting them into apartments. I thought they've got all the, the experience yeah. to do. They started talking to them and they came in and um, gave us a price. Um, my project manager had some guys that he dealt with before. They came and gave us a price. And then there were another lot doing some conversion with extension locally. So we got three prices from these, these people, other guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there were more than the guys that I'd used previously, but I just I thought it's actually going to happen, and it's not going to take four years to do it, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, we 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 we'd got to get a bank involved, a, a development funder, and they already weren't happy with the original builder yeah. for, for, for lots of reasons. Um, so I thought I've you know I've got to deal with this. So, so you're a
0: bona fide main contractor with have yeah, experience of this type of project. Exactly.
1: So so we got um, we got the Irish crew in. Um, the, the the bank were they were they, they they were happy they they sort of went along with it. Um, we started I think it would have been around January twenty. Um, Perfect timing. Yeah, uh, I sent them something like three hundred grand for prelims within I don't know a month because obviously that was the project manager was like yeah. that you know that that's the um, that's the valuation and. Uh, and we need to sort of pay, and then I think it was probably the February they just went bust, went into admin. So they got a whole stack of men on site. They were doing demolition. Um, they'd got the asbestos guys in there. They got the um, you know all the demolition crew. There was lots going on on site. And he he rang me on a Friday afternoon, and he just said, "I don't have to tell you this. We're going into admin." Um, you need to go and secure the site. There's going to be some real angry subcontractors, um, and I'm thinking. So this is Friday afternoon. This is Friday afternoon. Eighty thousand foot in the middle of town. Loads of men on site. Health and safety. You, you can imagine. I mean, you know, I've I've never run sites like that before. <laughs> Um, so I ran my project manager. He's, he's in the pub already because <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, 5.30 or whatever. And he's already had a couple of pints, you know, a couple of pints down. And then, oh, well, you know, and he's giving it all this. And I'm like, Gary, this, this is not good, you know. And so. <laughs> And I said, do you know, we could go to the others, but, um, you know, we're already some money down. And um, they were more money. The, the other contractors. And do you know what? I don't know if I trust any. And he just said, Mark, Mark, we'll just build it ourselves. You know, and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this is the thing to do. I said, yeah, that's that's where I was getting to. Um So that's um, so what I did. Is I put, that what you ended up doing? I put the phone down. <laughs> I went and saw my wife, got home, told her everything. And she's like, oh my God, you know. I mean, she, she realised, because she gets involved in this stuff and she realised what what have Catastrophe! This was, um, so so I so, said, well, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to create a building company. Um, you know, he, Gary knows how to do it because he, you know, he, he's he's probably sixty, you know, and he's had forty years um, running sites, quantities of air, but now project manager. Uh, so, so I so said, I'm going to have to go over there. and I'm going to have to go and find the lads that were running the site. So, um, so my wife just said, "Yeah, I'll come with you. We'll, we'll drive over there in the morning." So we went to Harrow because these guys are sort of round London. So we, we went to the first one's house, and his wife was there. Um, I found his address from somewhere. I think I did a bit. I, I was up, I stayed at one nine two, you know, company's house. Whole lot got his home address. Went round. She, she was a bit shocked to see us. I think, and she said, "Oh, he's out." I said, "Can you, you know, give him this? You know, just said, you know, got a sort of business opportunity for you." And um, he rang me that afternoon. He'd he'd been down the pub as well, (laughs) Um, and I just said, "Look, you know, I've got I've got two sites. You you know what the deal is. He he was the contracts manager. In fact, he was a director for a bit. So I've got these two sites. um, I need to build them. Do you want a job? Um, And uh, and he said, "Right, I'll uh, I'll you know I'll I'll ring some of the lads. And because this isn't just about me." Because I've got a great QS that he he was sort of the more senior QS out of the two, um, and then there's a site manager, you know, and all this. So, so anyway, within I don't know a week, he'd got them all together, and um, and he just said, right, this is this is what we want, you know, these these are the terms, all the rest of it. So we, we had a bit of a negotiation. So so I took him, I took the quantity surveyor, and I took the uh, deputy site manager, and then around the same time, and he, he was right. Um, my project manager was like, "Do you want this or all, them? you know?" And I was like, "No, no, we don't, do we? Because uh, we, we, we need, because I've got a great site manager, you know. He's um, he's done loads of stuff for me over the years, and he's he's done stuff like this. Let's get him in there, and 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 then you know we'll have a bit of control with that. Do you know what I mean? And and then we'll bring some of our, you know, other people that, yep. you know. So that's what we did. And I just built this building company, got the accountant on the phone. I'm like, what do I need to do? Right, set, set a company up, CIS straight away, you know, you've got all all this, you know, insurance, nonsense. loads of nonsense. Uh, and I was a bit worried, you know, that I wouldn't get um, contractors all risks insurance. And then, of course, the biggest thing was the bank. Uh, so I rang them, I told them what had happened. I said, don't send them any more money. Don't worry, that, you know, all the money's locked down. They're not getting any more money. Um, and uh, I said, I think we want to build it ourselves. And... Uh, like, well, you know, sort of, you know, that is quite a big step, you know, and all the rest of it. I said, Well, look, I've got a great team. I've got the guys that were, you know, on it before. Is this within a
0: week, two weeks? Yeah.
1: Oh, within a week, because yeah. I just knew I'd got to got to get this thing fixed. Um, obviously, my project manager's there, um, and, you know, we've got a um, great QS site manager. So she's pretty cool, she's Irish. Um, so she said, right, there's a guy in the bank that that knows a lot about construction. Uh, let me talk to him, but what I think we might do is get him over to interview your team. So um, so that's what happened, he came over, he sat down, all the four or five of them sort of sat there and he just grilled them all. And then he, he sort of came out and goes, yeah, they'll know how to do this. And um, he <laughs> went back to her and you know <laughs> the bank sort of imposed a few other terms but they were they were cool honestly and they could easily have said no you know they obviously i'd already drawn money you know I'd, i paid them a load of fees and that could have turned into an yeah. absolute mess but they weren't with it and um yeah so so we 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 just start started building um and i was on site probably three days a week um you know just just working my way around all the lads. We I think we had seven, about 70 men on site. all the subbies the first probably three or four months were just getting all these subbies into contract. Um, most of them I managed to just sort of take on you know but lots of the prices I mean they could never have built yep. it for what they quoted. Um, they were it was just for cash flow so because they were obviously being dying for a while which I didn't know. The balance sheet was just a snapshot, you know, if it was true. Um, but, you know, I, I'd, I'd got to get hold of all these con uh, these subcontracts. I mean, the asbestos guy came on site and, you know, hit the roof. And we're, we're owed 50 grand. I said, well, we've paid them. If you don't pay us, then we're going to HSE, all the rest of it. So we're like, well, great, go to HSE because, you know, we, we've paid. And you guys, um, you guys haven't had your money because it's... Stuck in the administration yeah. with the, the old builder, uh, so there's a bit of that. Uh, anyway, we calmed it all down, um, and then we managed to start getting other local subcontractors, which I sort of knew, found round and about, and then obviously the other site manager that we brought in, he he brought a few because he was he's sort of East Midlands as well, rather than having all sort of London subbies, which cost a load of money. So we managed to use a lot more local ones, um, and then um, we did two sites with 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 the same team. Um, so yeah, I was just running this building company for probably two years, something like that. Yeah.
0: So, bit of seat of the yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that main contract still going? That business.
1: My business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's doing stuff for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't do anything for anyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been doing our our sites. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um it's
0: really interesting that conversation. I yeah. didn't know about all that. I knew yeah. the main contract to go and bust, right? Yeah. And I, and, and I, I myself, I'm like, do you know, one day we're going to grow up and take on a main contract. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you end, I end up
0: finding that we end up doing a lot of the PM stuff ourselves.
1: Yeah, we and, do managing
0: the subcontracts. You,
1: you, you do. So if you're doing that and you you've got a, a QS to do it, or you can do that. Um, then you're pretty much doing, uh, you, you know, your cash flow's better, you control it better. If the QS is there, you know, he he's not the QS I had, he used to go around with um long angled uh, telescopic lens on his um, camera, take pictures of everything. So when the valuation came in, there's no argument. Yeah. You know, they, all, about, about half of them, they'd be overclaiming. And he'd just go, well, there are the pictures, this is what's done. He, In the end, most of them would just go, can you do the valuation for me? Do you know what I mean? Because he'd, he'd have it all. Um, most of the lies stop. You know, main contra- I've had main contractors lying to me yeah. for years about all sorts of stuff uh, and creating stress. Because they're,
0: they're that middle party. Uh, Everything then yeah. becomes more opaque. Yeah. What about the CDM stuff?
1: That's critical. So. Um, and, and that, that's actually what created a lot of the worry and the, yeah. the, the stress for me. But I'll tell you the sort of ways I got through it. So um, obviously through all this, I've got a bank loan, uh, which got up to 60 grand a month, you know, in, in just interest. Yeah. So um, I'd got to make this work. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because what do you do? Just say to the bank, oh, no, we're not doing it. Well, then the the, the fees are going to be absolutely yes. massive. So there was no choice. And by the way, March came along, and then yeah. lockdown happened, So, which was good and bad. So all this
0: happened just before.
1: Just before. I mean, this so, so February, happened in a month, we, set, set, yeah, we set up in February, and then in March, lockdown happened. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, I'm glad I started before, because I don't know if the bank would have agreed to, to carry on as they did, but they, they were cool. So um, yeah, the CDN, um, so Deputy Site Manager, most of the day was him doing um, inductions, rams, checking you know, all their their, their paperwork, yep. the subbies, insurance, all that sort of stuff. Um, I've got a health and safety consultant every two weeks on site, full report. So a report comes to me and to the site manager. Every single thing on there that's amber or red, I'd want it all. I because I, I was in the office three days a week, I'd have my list, and I just I'd just badger them all to, and that that was like top of the list. I want everything on here that is. Not green to be green and he knew that's what he had to do and he, he was good anyway. Um, obviously the site manager, sorry, the project manager he, he'd submit the F10 you know insurance. Um, insurer was good. I had three claims um, during the site, all of them nonsense. Um, and the, the insurer was good. they got rid of all of them uh, because we'd done you know all the RAMs and you know made sure their inductions were done properly and it was all documented. Um, But yeah, it's um, when you're new to something like that, it's quite you? but having that health and safety guy there, that's great because he'd often come on site and I'd just walk around with him and say, look, where are all the risks? What what are the problems? That, that, I'm going to, you know, and then I just badger them to, you know, maybe there isn't the, the right sort of fencing or. You know, maybe they haven't put a balustrade there or, all
0: these floors. you know,
1: yep. yeah, or, or you know, ladders. Ladders are almost banned. They should be on a tower. You know, all all this stuff. Um, but if you've got good, a good site manager, he's doing 70, 80% of yep. that anyway, you know, because he's just schooled into it. He's got, t- they've all got tickets. You have to make sure that they've got the right ticket. The guy driving the digger, he's got to have the right ticket. Um, so...
0: So you've almost got somebody full time, almost yeah. dealing with all this to make sure that it's all compliant. The,
1: well, the site manager is dealing with it every day, yeah. and then the health and safety guy every two weeks does the the audit, and that's good as well because we we um, we had an outbreak of COVID on site because the site manager was so tall he caught it, didn't even know he had it, and he just spread it around. We call him High Tower, and he just distributed it all around the. <laughs> so they, they, so of course, they all get it. Um, then they i don't know is they, this, they into, or is this
0: later on is this it? is a
1: bit later and the the um, I don't know, they go into some public health england system or whatever don't they so then do you remember track You've got and a trace super site. yeah track and trace start ringing them and then and of course these are all i don't know screeders yeah. or you know lads are putting uh, you know they they're, they're, they're putting the timber down the timber floors or whatever they ring them and they go, oh, where, where, where have you caught it? Oh, on the progressive property site in the middle of Peterborough. It's uh, fifty-four Bridge Street, you know, straight away. So, of course, this track and trace, whatever. I think they've got twenty of them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So then, Public Health England, um, Health HSE, and um, uh, Environmental Health from the local council, like all of them. Um, so, so they they get onto us and they're like, right, we we, we need to have a um, a Zoom call you know, with, with all three. So all three of them are on and, and they're like, what's going on, what? you know, and all the rest of it. So we start explaining it all. And they're like, right, okay, what measures are you putting in place? And we told them everything. And they said, well, we want HSE to do an audit. So fine. So he, he comes around to have a look. Actually, it was pretty cool. He, he just looked at how we were separating and, and whatever. But the, the, the really good thing for those guys, when, when HSE come round, if you if you just show them the health and safety audits, it's it's brilliant because it's it it's shows bit, you are yeah it, it it's a bit like breadcrumbs. Obviously, they can sort of see where all the problems are. But you know, seeing stuff that was say amber and it's going green and 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 having it going back a number of weeks, that really helps. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, and and then we'd have a lot of audits. You know, the insurer came around and did an audit as well. Um, you know, they'd they'd find. You know, there'd be there'd be you know gas canister and there'd be you know heat torch on felt and there'd be heating and and that wouldn't be put away properly. Just loads of stuff like that, which is, um, it, it's a good thing. You just you, so yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you a question about yeah some of the theory people talk about. They say, oh, you know, you do a house. Um, or you do two houses, or you do yeah. a, a block <laughs> of flats. Yeah, You know, it's all about the numbers adding up, but actually yeah. the, the, the amount of effort you put in is almost yeah. the same. But on this, clearly there's some new challenges that you yeah. haven't had. Obviously yeah. COVID was something new, yeah. but just the management of the site yeah. and everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, how much more intense
1: is it? Well, it was a lot more intense, and I was obviously there two or three days a week. Um, I reckon all in all... Uh, you know, I think we did it for about nine and a half million. Um, the original Irish crew said they could do it for the same. Well, they couldn't, and of course, once I took their team on, it became very obvious they would never have done it yep. for that, you know, because they got all their other costs, their head office costs, and everything else. The other guys were all at 11, 11 and a half million, so that it, it was going to be a two million jump before variations. Yes. We got it done at nine and a half. and a half, and... Obviously you no variations. What, you can do
0: whatever you want on variations, yes.
1: And all of the um you know, I I, I got extras done, yes. you know, within that. I mean we 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 let a unit on the ground floor, we fitted, you know, we did a load of extra work within that that those guys would have charged extra on. So by doing it myself, I think we saved at least two million pounds. Yep. So that was worth that. Trust and
0: that's about twenty twenty percent? Yeah, probably. Guess, yeah. yeah. A little bit more, yeah. That's interesting, yeah.
1: It might have been more because I don't know what the variations would have been. Um, then in addition, um, yeah, all the control, and yeah, so yes, uh, more there's an added dimension because we built it. Whereas if it had just been a main contractor, it it wouldn't have been you know the the same, but yeah, uh, obviously, a lot more work anyway this building was particularly challenging because we'd got to remove we removed the whole roof the whole slab on the top we took the whole lot out so we had little munchers on there they were chopping it up and they removed it and then we exposed all the steelwork and then we started taking some of the steel away so that we could create light into the middle of the building yeah. and then we and then we built a steel frame around it yeah. yeah so you know that that's a lot more involved than just doing a conversion um you know it's it's um you're 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 adding steel on and, and the, a large part of the building is new build uh, but on an existing frame yep. um so you know th- th- there's a lot more work there uh, yeah
0: so looking forward yeah do you envision do you still in the back of your mind i'm a bit like this i sort of think yeah. you know one day i'll grow up and have a main contractor saying you haven't grown up Mark. yeah you know that there'll be a project where i have to use a main contractor or yeah, you yeah sort of comfortable that actually, do you know what, we could probably tackle the next few projects. It depends
1: what it is. Um, it de- depends what it is and the size and, you know, if I was doing that again, I'd probably do the same thing again. Yes. Because two million pounds is worth my time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I haven't got the problems of, you know, the the, the first contractor I used, that, that didn't do the I didn't sign up with, they went bust as well. Oh, yeah, later. And so many of them, they last a period five, 10 years, and then they go bust. Yeah, it's okay. Like playing
0: Russian roulette, it yeah.
1: is like playing Russian roulette. And people can sort of go, oh well, that's why you should use a main contractor with a big balance sheet. Fine. You use the big contractor around here that does all the council products projects, they would have been 20 million. Yeah. yeah? So it's not an option to do that really. Um, you know, y- you know, and using a sort of small one where you're on the edge, you save two million. Well, that's worth my time. Yeah. Um, and that's that's worth and the fact you get the the all of the um you, you know, I was on site every day and we managed to make a load of stuff better in that building because it was our project. Whereas if I'd if my wife had made all these changes with a main contractor, they'd have just Taking us to town. I mean, the big one around here. They've got two QSs on site. Finding every nut and bolt and bit that you change to 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 That's increase. This is how HS two gets so expensive. Well, yeah.
0: I could and because there's no accountability at no, all. But, no. So just for a second, did you say that your wife's making lots of changes?
1: Yeah, because she's doing interiors and 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 you know lots of the lots of lights not right. The windows maybe not yep. in the right okay. place. The first architect we had. Just just drew the whole thing wrong, you know, and and you know didn't set it to grid. The steel was in the wrong places, you know. All I mean, major problems. In the end, they had to give us sort of half the feedback, um, and we we ended up getting another architect in who could do that project. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we we were able just to if that had been a main contract, they're like, oh, that's a change, that's a yeah. change, that's a change. We'd have been absolutely Here comes our bugged. margin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it, 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 it um i i do something like that i would do ourselves again smaller stuff um you know i i mean i'm doing a few apartments at the moment you know converting other buildings things like that i just get uh, uh, trades to do it you know and i got one that he, he can pretty much manage that and know yep. with building regs and everything um you know maybe a yeah maybe a, i don't know a small pub or whatever maybe i would use a, a there's a, a, a couple of little main contractors here, uh, but of course, you know, go bust, walk off site halfway through. I'm going to have to take the subbies on and fix it, anyway. Uh, so I feel like I have to have the knowledge to be able to pick the pieces up when they clear off. Yep. Um, so you know, why would and, and and actually, you know, during the project, you know, the dry liners went bust on the big one, you know, um, but we weren't ahead. With the main contractor, often I'd always be yeah, because you can't bloody work out how much work's being yes. done, and and then there's a big argument and and it can get very difficult. None of that. was so you let them it
0: with the QS. Yeah, if
1: you've got a really good QS, um, you know, with the, with the dryliners, we paid for what we had. And their administrators got onto us and uh, started saying you should pay this, that, and the other because he got some valuation together. My QS just put together you know all the we'll evidence said it, yeah. you owe us. Fifty grand, and that was it. They were gone, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So <laughs> this, the, there's so much you've obviously learned on this project, but I just want to ask the background before you started with yeah. the first buy to let. Yeah. Where's the construction knowledge come from? Is it just from working your way through this, or working your way through it? Yeah. No, what I've was never. Your background?
1: Uh, so I studied economics, um, and I went on a sort of management training scheme uh, for a big. Fresh meat group, yeah. sales, marketing, production, all that sort of stuff. Good And to. then, yeah, whilst I was there, I started buying little single lets. And then uh, we, Rob and I worked for a guy for I don't know, a year, 18 months, at just selling some new build properties. But that was it. And I was 25, 26, and we started this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah. So all that <laughs> education the project brought you. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've probably got. Um, a lot less to worry about yeah. in terms of going on to the next one. So if yeah. you, if we do come to a period where there's lots of opportunities, yeah. um, it might be that some projects need main contractors, yeah. right? If you're going to do volume. Well, I used but, to think
1: the massive ones did. Yes. you know, I think. Oh, you know, and I you spoke to, to a couple of people. You know, one guy I took round, and he'd done a lot of stuff around here. Oh, do you need a big main contractor for this building? And and I sort of thought to myself, oh, maybe it's true. But since then, thought, well, why? you know how how does it's that almost the other way around it's the other way around how does yeah. that benefit me you know i can get all the subbies in and and yeah as long as you've got the knowledge in the team and that's the key you've got to hire the right people yeah. who know how to run a project like that in, and incentivize them so lump of money at the end when they deliver what you know yeah them. and you know price and time yeah brilliant yeah.
0: okay so Moving forward, or sorry, just finishing that project off, yeah. we ended up with 99 units, yeah, which you've held on to all of them, yeah?
1: Yeah, we kept the whole building, the whole freehold. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, obviously, I've issued a thousand-year lease on the supermarket, but the rest of it we've retained, yeah.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And those are all flats, right?
1: Yeah. And is the intention to
0: continue with that, just to hold them?
1: Oh, yeah, because, uh, well, we locked in on that. So um, what was quite nice was... Um, You probably remember 2016. George Osborne changed, um, introduced Section 24, so that you couldn't offset all the mortgage interest against the rent on a residential property if you own it in your own name. So the idea was, let's get rid of these mom and pop, small accidental landlords who've got one and two. They're still working on that. (laughs) Professionalise the industry, (laughs) you know, and. um, Corral everybody into limited companies and and try and get institutional investment into doing blocks and big housing yep. estates because that's what they do in Europe and the US and therefore, you know the maintenance and the compliance is much better, you know and you can see what a mess they're making of everything with that. But I'd not realised alongside that they created a little scheme, um, which was um, to, um, to 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 basically get a bond issued onto the London Stock Exchange per project. Um, to, to basically long-term finance uh, blocks of apartments. Yeah. Um, so um, through, through uh, another contact, we found this scheme um, and um, it was, I think it was a minimum, you've got to have a minimum um, loan of 10 million. Um, and or minimum building value of ten million, and um, you know they'd all it got to be brand new. You'd created new units, they'd been let, and you're going to hold them long term, put them into the rental market. So it was sort of perfect. Tick, 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 yep. Yeah. So I mean, the, the 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 deal was was great. Obviously, bond yields were were very different because I got this completed. I think it was, um, yeah, it would have been sort of, I think it was the end of 21. Yeah, towards the end of 21. So bond went out onto the stock exchange and originally it was it was better than this, but basically we're paying 2.79% fixed for 11 years interest wow. only. Um, and and it's, um, you know, it was funded by, I think, you know, s- some sovereign wealth funds, you know, bought this debt, but the point is it's, it's underwritten by the, the uh, Ministry of Housing ie the, you know leveling up in communities That's right so it's got a That's central acumen, government hundred yes. percent guarantee but um, you know I, I mean the legal started about a year before and um, and it, it was uh, the, I think the legal bill was 140 grand um, and I think in the end there were three or four solicitors it sets four, three or four law firms involved and um, and every quarter um, th- so they they, they have their own management account um, template. Our ladies upstairs, input all the information into that, and then every quarter they scrutinise that. They practically have a, a direct line into those guys, and a load of questions yeah. come back. The money, the rent goes into this account, seven accounts we have. It goes in and then it works its way down this waterfall and then drops out the bottom every quarter once they're sure that there's no capital, um, capex to spend on the building, once they're sure that obviously once the loan's being paid, all this stuff. So um, it's great and it it really works. Uh, but their DD is on a completely different level, yeah. you know. So um, you know that that's how it works, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but yeah. it meant
0: you could keep them. But it it that was always your intention, and, I assume. It was
1: always to keep them, and you know, I I want. Well, I mean, I did because it was a, a good size project, and so I wanted to explore the market. I I did talk to people about selling and all the rest of it, but. Was never you know never worth it on never got to a place where it would have made it yeah. worth it so yeah and uh, you know i think at the time the the rent was it was 1.35 million and now we've worked the rent up to about 1.55 something like that um and yeah i think it was valued for 21.4 million on the last valuation it's a yearly valuation as well so there it comes around and 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 does a full dig into it and puts big. I think we get a ten grand bill every year, and it goes back to the bank, and they've obviously got there's covenants. covenants and, there. Yeah, there are. I th- I think we can go up to seventy five percent loan to value, right, whereas okay. in originally I think we were at sixty five. So it can go to seventy five, and the the rent stress can go up a bit as well. I mean, we weigh the the rent. the yeah, I mean, rents are off. obviously yeah. in a different
0: yeah. trajectory than yeah. valuations. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's interesting. yeah so there's covenant. Yeah. As with everybody, if it drops, yeah. if the value drops, then it might affect that company. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. there's there's some margin there, yeah. some room. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So, for those that are having a listen to this and thinking, yeah. wow, well, that, that's an inspiring project, but I'm not quite sure if I'm quite ready for one of those yet. Yeah. What would you say to um, people that are getting started, not getting yeah. started, sorry, but that they've maybe been doing some residential for a while, yeah. they're looking at those commercial conversions or maybe more of the retail and actually yeah. commercial commercial. Not having had a big construction background yeah. or investing background, what sort of thing would you suggest to them now, the current market, and what they could be taking on board as a, kind of some tips to actually go and implement right now? Yeah, well,
1: yeah, 124,000 square foot is you know, not somewhere you would start. start. You would, you know, I started with little single lets, yep. buying them, refurbishing them. You know, then I moved on to HMOs. You know, and I, I did, you know, four, five hundred of them for ourselves, for clients. Um, but yeah, I could have obviously gone into commercial conversions far earlier. Um, you know, once I'd done a few single lets and yeah, maybe do a few HMOs. Then just start with a smallish building. You know, a pub is three or 4,000 square foot usually. Start and convert something like that or, you know, convert a small office. Um, You know, edge your way into it and then move into maybe a 10,000 square foot building or a 30. It is a bit difficult because they're not widgets and, you know, they're they're different sizes, aren't they? But um, just graduate your way into it. I don't subscribe to this view of, oh, it doesn't matter how big it is, you can just dive straight in from day one on a massive project. Because, you know, you'll make a lot of mistakes and they'll be magnified on a big site. Whereas, you know, you've got a small site, you make all the mistakes, you know, on a small site. And then when you get to the big one, hopefully you make a lot less.
0: Is there any particular site, I'm gonna ask this politely, was yeah. there any particular site that taught you the most? Was there any site Oh, the that- big
1: one. I mean, that that's taught me more than, you know, because of course I had to build it as yeah. well. Um, no, I mean, the stuff I learned on that is just layouts. I mean, you know, I was involved daily. I mean, I probably put in eight non-material amendments on that uh, because I move walls around. Yes. Continu- I mean, we just kept going back to the planning department and saying, we're going to move this wall a bit because it gives us more space in this apartment, makes it better, more light, whatever. And it just got to the stage, it just kept going to the same lady and she's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's fine, that's fine. we like, want window lights there, back in. You know, and she, she just... Sort of kept approving it, um, which was really useful actually. I mean, I had to take all the conditions off, you know, as the the builder, you yeah. know, and that, that was probably eight or nine months with them all working at home in COVID. So, yeah, a big one for, you know, I learned massive amounts about layouts, construction, um, you know, um, yeah, j- j- just is reducing that, cost. the process you know? that yeah. seems like you'd learn yeah. a lot about. Yeah, it. yeah.
0: Whereas, yeah, when you're doing when you're starting out, some I mean, like when I did my first house, yeah. I mean I'm there doing it all myself.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but over time, it's more about managing people and process yeah, than necessarily. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. All right, so moving forward,
1: yeah.
0: Um, what's the next sort of
1: well, horizon? We, we bought uh, a Pizza Express a few mm-hmm. months ago. Uh, I think it's under rented. Um, it was let in two thousand. Six, seven yep. for 100 grand a year. Um, during COVID, they went through a CVA and they're now paying 50. Wow. Um, you know, if you inflation market, adjusted yep. that rent from 100 grand, it would now be 140. Clearly, the market's dropped, but it's not 50 grand. Um, you know, and there's been some other lettings around there which um, have been more. What's the
0: timing on it then? So, when's the renewal?
1: Now. Yeah. So um, well, they come to their end of their CVA now. Yeah. Do you? And there is an In element
0: the, of risk, which is they may just say, "Well, actually, we're done." Yeah.
1: What? Yeah. They're a basket case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, no. 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 You're right. That, that's that's a possibility. Um, so you know it. Um, yeah. I. And then there's uppers which are. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Which are, That's the play. are not, yeah, because I'm thinking yeah.
0: just commercial market, yeah. yeah. So there's so, no play there,
1: yeah. There are, but it's gone in our pension. So I can't really put. Uh, I can put residential, but but what I'd have to do is sell the building, sell the freehold to a limited company, and then just lease back the commercial bit into pension. It's yeah. messy, and there's a load of stamp duty. Sounds pension. yeah. SAS, so I, I might just do serviced offices up there. Uh, yeah. Um, it is listed, so it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but you no, know, I, th- I think there's just some meat there. You know, in per foot, I think we paid 750 for that building and maybe it's four four and 4,500 foot, Yeah. which, what does that bring you back to? Um, it gets you to 165 pound a foot. 4,000 square foot portal frame on the industrial, In the industrial area of Peterborough, which is, you know, it's an industrial estate. Yeah. Okay, newish, 170 pound a foot. So, the the stuff on the industrial estate per foot, but you know, basically a big hole, is more than central Peterborough. It's not right. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's the stuff I like, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. But you might do service offices, that's interesting.
1: Well, it, there's a lot gone in around yeah. the center now and they seem to be working. I'm not that keen on the idea of the management of it, which is to put me off a little bit, but um, if I can get around that, then yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe we'll come back and do another podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my market. Maybe. <laughs> All right, it's been absolutely- Oh, that's what pleasure. you do, isn't it? That's yeah. what I do, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I do. Yeah. So yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. All right, thank you so much, Mark It's been an absolute pleasure.